morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. He sure is. And a uh, special hello to uh, this week's special guest, Invisible Barack Obama. What's up, Invisible Barack Obama? What's that? Clint Eastwood did what? Well, I don't see how a man his age would have the stamina for that. Have to be awfully flexible. I heard that was a myth. Yeah, no, no. Taking the rib out doesn't change anything. No, no, I don't think that actually works. No. I mean, there were rumors about Marilyn Manson, but we all figured that was bullshit. Yeah, everything that guy said was bullshit. Yeah. And he didn't say it. So. Right. Anyway. How do you feel about the whole Clint Eastwood talking to a chair thing, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's like, where we have to go, right? I feel like it's why the word clusterfuck was invented. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm delighted. There's, there's no words for it. It's just, it's, it's the sort of ridiculousness that, like so much else this election cycle, uh-huh. it's the sort of ridiculousness that if you saw it in a movie, you'd say, that's way too big. That's completely unsubtle. Nobody in real life would fall for that shit. That's true. I mean, the whole Sarah Palin thing was like that in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no way they'd just really be that cynical and appoint someone like that. That'll yeah. never work. But they didn't do that in a movie. They did that in real life. Yeah. And, and this time, you know, it's, it's not quite so crazy. It's just Clint Eastwood wanted to do an experimental comedy routine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason they do shit like that in movies is because they figure... Well, if we say members of this party or that party did something bad, we'll offend somebody. Mm-hmm. But if we have them do something completely ridiculous and over the top, then we can say whatever we want, because the real people will always be confident in the knowledge they could never be that stupid. I wonder if Clint Eastwood was approached by the writers of that new Will Ferrell movie, The Campaign, mm-hmm. to... Do like just a little guest spot where he's coming on and does what he did at the RNC and like the um, you know the letters got mixed up and he thought the actual Republican National Committee asked him to do that, not a Will Ferrell movie. I I am open <laughs> to that theory. <laughs> it seems plausible. I'm right? completely open to that theory because yeah. there's there's just I I can't. He might have thought it was on a set. The. <laughs> it's just that for all the forces that had to come together right. to allow that to happen, yeah, the the conventions, both the Democratic and Republican conventions, are the most stage managed, carefully choreographed events in American politics. That's the theory. They are multi million dollar infomercials for the candidates. This is true. They have. You know, people coming out and saying great things about them. When the candidate isn't on screen, everyone is standing around saying, Where's Poochie? And somehow, Uh this was suggested, signed off on, written, edited, inserted into the schedule, and allowed to occur... I don't know. On every network. Now, generally, sure, but this is Clint Eastwood. You don't normally tell uh, 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 an aged superstar, Oscar-winning director, and movie cowboy, you know, what to do. 
Just like, you're going to come on and do something, right? Yeah. Well, no, you don't tell him what to do. Right. But the way around that is you don't invite him in the first place. No, no, no. Republicans love movie cowboys. I know. They're still all about Reagan. I know. Clint Eastwood is the closest thing they have to Reagan right now. You know, before Clint Eastwood came out and Uh did what he did, Uh the rumor was a hologram Tupac Reagan. Well, that's was never going to happen. Why wouldn't it? It's just as ridiculous. It, it gets just as little done. And it, it's a picture of Reagan that everyone can jack off to. Yeah, I just don't think that that's the right crowd for that reference. Well, they don't need to know about Tupac. It wasn't actually going to be Tupac doing Reagan. It, was, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't like great. Hologram Tupac was going to come out and do a Reagan speech. It was gonna so t- Tupac comes out and does like, Hello... My name is President Reagan, y'all. Like, uh, some kind of weird, like, Tupac impression mixed with the Reagan impression? Is that what you're talking about? No, what I'm saying is that that's not what was going to happen. But the point is that, yeah, I mean, Hologram Reagan would have been just as stupid. Mm -hmm. We would have been able to make fun of it just as much. It would have been just as much of a giant fucking meaningless misfire. Right. And... Like Clint Eastwood, they would have been so proud of it that they would have sent that to the major networks instead of the Mitt Romney retrospective film. And in general, it's been a weird week, right? (laughs) I mean, Honey Boo Boo's big sister, Chickadee, gave birth to a baby with three thumbs. Yeah, a baby with an extra thumb. And then their middle sister, Pumpkin, got caught giving a Mountain Dew Code Red. So, uh, it's been a weird week, okay? Oh, God. I Pumpkin to... and Chickadee and Honey Boo Boo and fucking <laughs> Mama Beanbag and whatever these people's names are. I have this theory, right? My theory is that is that absolutely nothing has changed except our awareness of each other. Like, I feel like everything has always been this weird, and we finally have the ability to be aware of it. Like, because this is, this is early Borg stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, scared 1980s, what if we become the Borg? I'm saying we're becoming the Borg, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're just in the preliminary stage, stages of, like, technological telepathy. We're all just kind of starting to become aware of the crazy shit that's going on in each other's heads. I feel like stuff like Chickadee's Three Thumb Baby and Clint Eastwood talking to chairs and all that shit. I feel like that's normal. And we're just finally getting our first real glimpse of how weird normal is. Well, no. The world has indeed always been full of old people talking to empty chairs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're... Finally clearing away the bullshit. We should be thanking Clint Eastwood for wiping the cobwebs from our eyes and showing them the true fucked upness of humanity. And likewise, there have always been terrifying redneck families yeah. with extra finger babies. That's not new. That's probably in Steinbeck. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, or at least Ste- Faulkner. If Steinbeck was alive today, the Jode family would be trying to get to a pageant. <laughs> Rosa Sharn, you gotta get that baby some go-go juice. <laughs> Exactly. They're, they need to get there just in time for her to give birth and enter the baby in the baby pageant. And But then the baby's dead, right? So they have to do like a weekend at Bernie's thing. <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to live anymore. Not to suck my own dick or anything. No, go nuts. But we did just meld the classic literature works of, of celebrated author John Steinbeck with reality program Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Okay? That's Breakfast with the Beak. 
Yeah. Thank you. Damn it. That is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that is just... <laughs> A, a beautiful thing we've done there. That's, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty fucking proud of myself yeah. right now. Um, you know what? I yeah. I am too depressed to, to think about this anymore. Oh, uh, uh, before we go on, uh, I just wanted to share with everybody a tweet we received last Sunday. All right. Uh, this is from uh, at New Age Amazon, our good friend Ashley. Ah, yes. Who Confession. I download episodes of Breakfast with the Beak and listen to them on my alarm clock so I can pretend it's a rebel radio station. Now, we don't know if that's true. That That is the nicest thing anyone has ever tweeted about our show. Yeah, even if it's not true, it's so nice. By far, that is, I think that is the best review we've ever gotten. It so, really is. Yes, thank yes. you, and everybody do that from now on. Yeah, because if this was the 80s, that's how we'd be doing this, okay? We'd have a shitty little transmitter in someone's basement. But yeah, like that Christian Slater movie, we'd be in a garage or something. I would have said the episode of Pete and Pete, but yes... Both, yeah, yeah, both work. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Pete and Pete's probably better. I mean, it's better than that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Shall we roll the topic? Please. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a 23. 23, okay. And what is topic 23? I don't know, Johnny. It is what being mauled by a bear could possibly feel like as described by one who was not mauled by a bear. Submitted by Jay in Philadelphia. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> of JV Mail. Okay, bear attack. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. What would somebody who hasn't been mauled by a bear say it feels like? I think we can answer that because we haven't been mauled by bears. So we can make up whatever we want. Bad? Yeah, I'd say it sucks. Yeah, it sounds pretty horrible. I'd say you're probably alive for more of it than you'd like to be. Definitely. <laughs> Um, I'd say you get a good idea of what your intestines look like, and then you're dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, got to put those back in. Yeah. So, uh... All right. Yeah. We'll be right back. Is something on your mind? You have a question that needs to be responded to. Do you really need to know? Are you craving? Just, just pining for a response to what's been bugging the heck out of you for so long that you need to have an answer. Then check out JV Mail. We've got an answer for you. Find us at jvmail.com. We answer questions that you have. Check us out on Wednesdays at 8, 7 central at jvmail.com. Now, on the subject of being mauled by a bear... Why, yes. Um... I, I, just that word "mall," okay. All right. Not not the the noun form, which is a, a blunt object like a hammer or a mace, but the transitive verb form of the word "mall" is is pretty much only used relevant to an animal, That's like a true. big ferocious animal mauled by a bear, mauled by a, a mountain lion, yeah. You know, mauled by a, a gorilla. Yeah, you know, and it means you know to mangle, to pummel, yeah. to kind of clumsily attack, claw that sort of thing. Yeah, and and to the point where you know, I mean, the only other time you hear it is like you know if someone has committed some kind of uh, horrible assault, like some kind of beating or something, and then they'll say you know, oh, this man basically you know mauled my client, and then the guy's like, objection, your honor, that characterizes the defendant as a bear. And You're right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, normally, we're, we're we're dissuaded from using maul to describe anything other than some kind of savage beast. Yes. It's kind of, 
Whether or not that's from the you know the initial definition of the word, mm-hmm. it today is very indicative of something bestial. You could say mauled by a zombie. I mean, yeah. when that guy who was either on bath salts or really good pot or whatever it was ate that guy's face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could make a credible usage of the word he mauled that guy. He totally did. Yeah, he pretty much ate his face off. Yeah. Uh, same as the woman who, you know, got her face bitten off by that pet chimpanzee a couple years ago. Well, that gets back into Savage Beast territory. It does. Yeah, you think that chimp's your pal, but we did a whole show about that. Well, half a show. Yeah, we did that show last year. It's in the archives. Yeah. But on the subject of ferocious beasts... Why, yes. Okay. Bear, or bears in general, mm-hmm. are sort of like... In a way, the perfect generalized ferocious mammal. That's fair. Okay, they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of a just generic hair monster. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you think of something like a cat is very specialized. You know, it's got, um, yeah. you know, special, you know, running abilities and clawing and whatnot. And, uh, you know, uh, wolves run in packs. Mm-hmm. And uh, primates, you know, chimpanzees ourselves have all kinds of specialized, like, facial features and, you know, capable of, like, brachiating and stuff. Uh, a, a bear is kind of generic big mammal. It's not that different from a giant hamster. It's, okay? That would it's, be kind of adorable. Come on. Well, no, it would be a bear. Well, is yeah. Is my point. Well, bears are big, kind of adorable. It's Bears are, well, yeah, bears are adorable. That's why we give children teddy bears. Yeah. But... I mean, it's just the big fucking fuzzy thing. It's omnivorous. It'll eat whatever. Yeah, man. You know. Salmon, honey, fucking berries. Yeah. Yeah. People, People. garbage, whatever. Yeah. You know. And it, it, yeah, it's just, you take something that's just kind of round and four-legged with a nose and fur and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger and then give it claws. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so a bear in a way is kind of the ultimate generic mammal. Right? It is. It is the, yeah. uh, the triumph of the generic mammal. Yeah, yeah. It's not weird like uh, uh, an elephant or a dolphin or a hippopotamus or a bat or anything like mm-hmm. that. It is pure, just fucking fuzzy-ass mammal. Yeah. And it just got big and tough. So that's why I think when we think about being attacked by animals, mm-hmm. I feel like bear... And maybe that's just an American thing. Well, maybe. Because they live a lot around our parks. Yeah. And, you know, you go out... Not so much in, in New York, but you go, like, anywhere in large swaths, of the, even, like, down in Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. in Michigan, all over the West Coast, just bears, bears, bears. Oh, yeah, no, the bears get up to New Jersey, at least, and mm-hmm. other parts of New York State. Yeah. So, yeah. They're around. And, and bears have that instinct to just maul shit from the very beginning, okay? <laughs> Okay, I saw this video on YouTube. Okay. I want everyone to go look for this. Uh, I believe the title on it was Cutest Bear Attack Ever. Oh, okay. That sounds promising. It is a little baby bear, the cutest animal you have ever seen, Uh trying to maul a guy. But it's too little, so it can't really bite him or get through, like, it can't bite through his pant leg. So he keeps picking it up and hugging it and petting it. (laughs) But it keeps trying to maul him anyway. (laughs) That bear wants blood. I've done that with cats. That's adorable. Yeah. What a bear. That is cute. Cute little baby bear just wants to bring down this large animal and eat it. Maybe share it with the other bears. Maybe just take a few bites and then pee on it so nobody else can have it. Who knows? Maybe just to show up. Like, hey, Ma, look at this. I'm a grown-up bear now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so naughty, so tiny. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and yeah, that's what bears do. Like, yeah, it's cute when they're babies, but then big grown-up bear comes, does the same thing, and what happens to that guy? He's fucking dead. He's still basically practicing killing you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if Mama Bear comes along and sees that guy hugging her cub... Yeah. Yeah, he's fucked. That's true. Yeah. 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 In, in terms of what it's like to be mauled by a bear without really knowing... It's yeah. an, an, an interesting sort of parallel to that, okay? Okay. Uh, a, a friend of mine years ago, a guy named Matt, don't know what happened to him, so Matt, if you're listening, you know, I'm at, at Doc Heisenberg on Twitter. He told me about this idea he had for a, an arcade game, like a classic stand-up arcade video game okay. called Bear Attack. Well, that's promising. And it's like a first-person setup, sort of like Punch-Out!, where you see the guy come at you. Yeah, you got like a little wireframe boxer and then bald bull or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And you're being mauled by a bear, okay? okay. Your, your little avatar that you see the back of his head maybe, or maybe just the hands or whatever, he's getting attacked by the bear. And okay. you have a joystick and two buttons, like on a classic stand-up arcade setup, only the buttons don't really do anything, Okay. You know, or at the very least, they reply very feebly. Yeah. You're getting mauled by a bear in the game, and you are furiously moving the jabs, joystick, and hammering on those buttons and everything, and no matter what you do, that bear rips you to shit. You are helpless, okay? It fucking murders you easily, okay? And then it comes up, the screen comes up, continue with the 10 second countdown. And you put it in another quarter, and then you get mauled by the bear again! And there's no way to win! And like, it would be frustrating, but just the amount of fun it would be in an arcade, you know? Or even like a place like Barcade, where it's an arcade and you're also drinking. Oh yeah, no, I want to watch drunk people play that game. Absolutely, because the fun with that, and where they would make their money, is people bringing their friends who don't know what that game is. <laughs> and if Bear Attack was a real arcade game, oh yeah, you would bring every person you knew... To I, come and waste quarters on that just to watch them do it. I absolutely would do that. Yeah. Like, I, you've told me about this in the past. Mm-hmm. And I considered making the Bear Attack game, like, it, uh, yeah. just doing it in Flash or something. But the thing is, no matter what I do, because let's be honest, it wouldn't really be hard to program, especially if the buttons do nothing. Right. Then you're just making a little cartoon of a guy getting mauled by a bear. That's not hard. Yeah, or even like an animation of the hand going, uh, yeah. like very ineffectively when you hit the button. Exactly. Yeah. The The issue was just that if it's not that glorious stand-up arcade game yeah. that idiots are pumping quarters into all the time, it's just not the same. It loses a lot of the feel. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. So, but... Getting mauled by a bear, that helplessness, that knowing that there's nothing you can do to save yourself. Yeah. I feel like the arcade game is an analog of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you can't really know without taking grievous bodily harm. Yeah. But but I think the feeling of frustration and terror, you know, would in some way be mirrored in that arcade game. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was that grizzly man guy who thought bears were just his big cuddle buddies. Bad idea. Yeah, and he he lived with them as cuddly bear buddies for many years, and then one of them fucking mauled and ate him. Of course. And, That's uh, what would happen. And uh, Werner Herzog... <laughs> I love Werner Herzog. I fucking love Werner Herzog. <laughs> dragged a boat over a mountain. Okay. He had that guy's, all that guy's uh, video and audio recordings because he was making the documentary about him. Right. 
had the recording, the audio recording of the guy getting mauled. Uh-huh. And there's a scene in the movie where his he gives it to the guy's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she's listening to it on headphones. Oh, my God. Because he's like, look, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm giving this to you. Listen to it or don't, but please destroy it and never let anyone hear it. Wow. And he, he just, like, lets the camera linger on her while she's listening to it. Uh-huh. And then whatever became of this recording, I don't know. For all I know, it's out on the internet somewhere, and I just haven't looked for it. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, it's like, see, that lady probably kind of has a good insight on what it's like. So she, so it wasn't a video, it was an audio recording. Mm-hmm. And she listened to the actual audio recording of her boyfriend or husband or whatever yeah. getting slaughtered by a bear in real time. Yeah. Wow. Like, and he's like, oh, hey, stop eating me. Or, and he probably said it with more feeling than that, but yeah. And then Werner Herzog was all like, you know... Doing the narration about how great he is and stuff. And Can we track that with, like, some Stravinsky or something? Or maybe, uh... Who's the guy who did uh, Firebird? Was I don't know, Stravinsky? but... I, right of Spring? Well, the point is that, uh... <laughs> the point is that, yeah, whatever happened to that recording, I don't know. It's probably in the same vault with the footage of Steve Irwin getting stabbed by a stingray. Was and that filmed? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Do you think Steve Irwin was going to go near Dangerous Animals without a camera? What would be the point? Yeah. Well, except he wasn't planning on going after a ferocious animal when he got stabbed by the stingray. That was supposed to be like... That uh, seems to be an indictment of his whole career, if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if an animal could surprise him, I mean... Yeah. I don't know. Well, clearly an animal did surprise him. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. If there's a if there is a video of it, we haven't seen it. Yeah, well... Yeah. Whatever the case may be... The bear attack game is probably the closest we're going to get, and we're not going to get that close because I don't feel like making it. The closest we get safely. I mean, yeah. if any programmer wants to talk to us about making this, we are here to help. Yeah, or if anyone got mauled by a bear and wants to talk about it, that's cool too. But, like, if your face is gross, I am going to be weirded out by that. So, just full disclosure. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not, not willing to talk to somebody whose yeah. face is fucked up. Just, you know... Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna touch you. It depends. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say definitively one way or the other on that. I'm not gonna kiss you. On terms of touching and. I guess you know. that would be weird if I did though. So like whoever it is. I don't. Well, like yeah. regardless I of mean, the disposition of their face, if you're interviewing someone, you just don't make out with them. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, this is a lot of hypotheticals. I mean, someone comes up and they've been mangled by a bear and they ask you to kiss them, like. There's some kind yeah, of this like, weird magic moment kind of thing. Yeah, I just, it's like, I don't where, see where, that. where is he getting that from? I don't see that just happening. No, so nor do that's, I. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll um, tell you, though, one thing regarding bear attacks that I have always believed... Okay. ...is that uh, bear attacks are potentially the source of the greatest prank of all time. Go on. Now, I have always wanted to do this... And I've never had the budget or the supplies for it because it requires one very large, expensive item. You've threatened to pull this prank on me before. Well, I can't now because you're going to know it's coming. Right. What the prank is, is you get a stuffed bear. Like, like, a, a, like, like a, an actual dead bear. An actual dead bear that some hunter has shot. All right. And, and, this, then, and then posed in the threatening bear pose. Right, right. We're talking about the stuff you see in, like, hunting lodges where the thing is, like, ten feet tall and it's got its... its like yeah, paws up, paws up in, in the kill position, yeah. Like attack posture, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you get one of those, uh-huh. and you, you maybe you put it on wheels, 
maybe you just kind of crouch behind and hold on to it. It's like Ugard Keep. Yes. Okay. And you put it by the front door of someone's house, like right inside the front door. Okay. You wait for them to come home mm-hmm. from work, from the store, from school, wherever. Right. And as soon as they come through the front door, you just push the bear towards the door <laughs> and go, Roar! Because as fake as it will be, uh-huh. their brain will not have time to register it. That, that lizard All brain is going to react. All they will see is a bear, which <laughs> was not here when I left. This is a bear in their house. Is here now, yes. <laughs> a bear is in my house. And it's angry, and it's charging at me as I come through the door. The bear has been behind the door, waiting for me, and now here it comes. So, y- your first gut instinct is just, oh my god, giant predator, run, <laughs> without even verbalizing it. Eventually, you're going to stop and think, wait, why was a bear in my house? And then, eventually, you're going to be like, that roar sounded a lot like Johnny Goodtimes. But by then, you've already shit yourself and probably fallen down the stairs. Oh, yeah, no. I am counting on whoever I do this to, to at least pee. (laughs) And maybe vomit in terror. Okay, like, just... Oh, hey, there's a bear in my house, and they will see it, and they will immediately just panic and run the fuck away. They will not stop. They will head down the street, okay? And then later, maybe they'll stop and think, why why was there a bear in my house? But hopefully it'll take a while to (laughs) register. Like, by the time they realize the absurdity of what has happened, they will already have called someone and said, You have to help me. There's a bear in my house. And the psychological impact will vary based on the person's living situation. Yes, yes. If they expect to come home to, like, a wife or a husband or pets or children, and then, you know, at some point they're going to think... How did that bear get to the door? What happened to my wife or my kids or my dog? <laughs> did the bear eat my baby? Right. Yes. It's it's one thing if they live alone, then it's just like, why the fuck was there a bear in my house? Well, if they don't, then it's like, oh my god, did my kids hear the doorbell and open the door and the bear? <laughs> You don't understand how funny I think this is. Okay? It's, it's pretty funny. This is, to me, if I can make this work ever right. on anyone, yeah. or if someone else listening to this can somehow do this somehow and, send me, a, the stuff and send me a video of it, you doing it to someone, or hook me up with the bear, whatever, right. okay, this is... As far as I can tell, the funniest thing that will have ever happened, okay? All right, okay. Like, it's, it's a lot funnier than, than Clay's would talking to a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just... And then, because why is there a bear in the house? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like, okay, for, like, especially if you live in the city, okay? Uh-oh. The bear got into the city. Made its way to wherever you live, unmolested. (laughs) Got inside, and then waited by the door for you. The bear had to pass through so many obstacles (laughs) to get to your home. Bears can't open You won the bear lottery that day. Yeah, they're not velociraptors. They can't open handles. Mm Mm-mm. No. And, and, And then knowing... 
how much you love this idea. Mm-hmm. I have have for a while now been aware that you wanted to do it, <laughs> so I am always on my guard for bear. Even though I know you can't pull it off, I always think. Not only do I always think you might be planning it, but I also always think. You might be waiting years for me to let my guard down and then snap out of it. So I am I am several degrees of ready for this bear attack. So I think I've outthought you ever getting me with it. Would you say you're paranoid? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But but so anyone else Huns Yes. Go on, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be okay now. I've I've gotten over my amusement of Big Bean. Any anyone else uh, though, be on the lookout for Johnny Goodtimes and bears. Yeah, don't be on the lookout for me. Be on the lookout for bears. <laughs> now, well, not be on the lookout for fans of this show who might get inspired. Yeah, and yeah. and I guess always be on the lookout for bears. I mean, it's well, never, bears are yeah. Yeah, it's never safe with bears around. No, they're just. Big dangerous animals. Yeah, and I mean, if you go out in the woods, it's good to make a lot of noise. This is just a general hiker's trick. Yeah, I mean, mostly to scare off snakes, but also make noise bears because bears don't necessarily want to come out and get into conflict. Where you frequently get mauled by bears is where you surprise them. Oh yeah, it's like you're walking along quietly. Bear sees you. Is like, oh shit, a hiker got into my turf without me knowing. I better get him out of here. Yeah, boom. That's true. Or maybe I have cubs nearby. Yeah, but you're making a lot of noise. Bear's going to think, you know, oh, fuck, hunters with boomsticks. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be worried about that. Now, in terms of bear art, okay. Yes, we have a friend who, we, we have several friends who have had several bear projects over the years. Bears mean a lot to us. Well, we actually, we were planning, um, as many of you know, we are also in a rock band called Giant Baby. We're not with- good, but here we are. Yeah. Um, well, we have a lot of stuff we never did, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. But uh, along with Charlie Slick and Captain Fun, we, once upon a time, I believe this was in 2009, we had planned to record an album of all bear-related songs. Um, maybe just an EP, maybe like four or five. Yeah. Um, and, and we never wrote any like uh, music, never played anything. No recordings exist. We did hash out a potential lyrics. To several bear songs. We did. Okay, so this is a Breakfast with a Bee exclusive. These have never gone beyond the members of the band. We thought since, and we couldn't get a hold of Captain Fun and Charlie Slick, but we, we thought hey, maybe just we, we recite uh, some of the bear songs. A dramatic reading, if you will. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, shall I start, or I, do you want to? You will start, I believe, with the bear chant. Okay, this is the bear chant. Uh, I believe this was penned by Captain Fun. Most of these were. Uh, fight like a bear, kill like a bear, drink like a bear, pillage like a bear, encroach like a bear, defecate like a bear, dance like a bear, scream like a bear. Bear, 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 bear. And then in parentheses it just says, scream until the last member of the group dies from an aneurysm. So that's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is called 2009, Year of the Bear. Yes, I, I will... Uh... I believe this was also penned by Captain Fun. I'm looking at it, I think I'm going to let you read this one too. I don't want my name attached to this. Would you stare at a bear with no hair, or beat him to death for the smell of his breath, and enjoy a fish taco with the devil? Because fish feel no pain, and the bear with no name, rang your bell twice, and turn your balls to ice. Will you share a papst with the president? I am the bear without name, the bear without shame, the glorious fish stain. 
in your mother's tampon. Yes, the bears will stay on and kill some more fish and kill some more fish. Wow. The thing about Giant Baby is a lot of the songs that the captain wrote, I ended up having to sing. Yeah. So I, I, I put a lot of very strange words in my mouth, so to speak. Yes. Um, so I'm glad to just get it out here and recite it. Get some air on your bear. Uh, plug your moose into her caboose. See the air with your musk. Impale that hoe on your tusk. That's yes. a short one. Uh, yeah. Also by the captain. That's a that's a short one by the captain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here is a uh, pet my bear. Credited to Elrod Bigglestein. Elrod Bigglestein. I believe that's another one of the captain's pen names. I don't want to. I don't want to say for certain, mm-hmm. but Elrod Bigglestein sounds like a pen name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Would you, I think I'll read the chorus here. Okay. <clears throat> Will you pet my bear? I want you to pet my bear. He's shy at first, but with light stroking he bursts. Oh, won't you pet my bear? <laughs> Do you want to repeat the chorus in between the verses? Not like that, I don't. Okay. <laughs> my bear is hairy. My bear is a louse. My bear is scary. My bear is a souse. My bear likes to get funky. My bear is down. Once you meet my bear, we'll all get brown. That's unpleasant, is how the chorus goes this time. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 2. Once my dear bear tangled with a moose He left terrible gashes all down its caboose With a startle and a pinch did the moose run away It takes a very individual to join the fray I don't know if that scans I don't either and uh, I don't really feel like doing the chorus again Okay, but then the bridge is My mother says you can pet my bear right now Here, get down on all fours and I'll show you how It isn't very hard but it will grow in time Pretty soon we'll both be... Say it. <laughs> Say it. Pretty soon we'll both be covered in bear slime. Is how that ends. It's an unpleasant little song. And then verse 3 uh, goes, Let's all celebrate my bear, the bear that is righteous, the bear that is clean. Once I introduce you to my bear, you'll be taken by bear prize. And then and then just to reiterate, uh, the chorus uh, is, uh, will you pet my bear? I want you to pet my bear. He's shy at first, but with light stroking, he bursts. Oh, won't you pet my bear? That's Holy fuck. That could have been a song, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm kind of glad. And then there's one final one that was going to be on the album. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little longer one. It's, it's sort of an epic journey about a, a horrible man named Jack, uh, based on a real <coughs> individual whose name we are not going to release this time. It was Jack. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it was a... Uh, He's kind of a douchebag. This is actually an original composition, a uh, a Dr. Seuss poem... By Mr. Johnny Goodtimes. About Jack. Yes, <clears throat> you wrote this. Would you like to recite yeah. your poem? Today Jack woke up with a thought in his head, and spoke it aloud as he leapt from his bed. Today I shall journey across the Far East to slay the great panda, a most savage beast. So he kicked out his whore, wiped the shit from his cock, and pulled on his trousers and stuffed in a sock... Don boots and a helmet and took up his gun and with his men marched toward the morning tide sun. Onward, O caravan, cried Jack to his men as their elephants marched o'er desert and fen. Days turned into weeks and the weather turned cruel. Men were tired and wet and subsisting on gruel. They looked to their leader as they slogged through the mud, but Jack had eyes only for warm panda's blood. On the twenty-third day, the first soldier took flight, and half the men followed neath cover of night. But Jack soldiered on through mountains he delved, for those damnable pandas would not hunt themselves. 
<clears throat> Pardon me, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thus came Jack to the jungle, four men still in tow, though minus their elephants and with supplies low. The pandas were close. Jack could practically smell the black and white beasts he would send back to hell. <laughs> but his last men ran off ere the rise of the sun, so Jack built, in a ditch, a cramped shelter for one. And there did he wait, with no food and no bath, for his quarry to wander across his gun's cruel path. And lo, they did come, a dozen or more. Jack raised up his rifle. He thought of that whore. Through a sheep had his throat tore the very first round. With a low bloody girdle, the beast struck the ground. And the rest of the pandas scattered into the hills, and Jack rose from his shelter to bask in his kill. Still alive was the panda, who looked up with fear till Jack finished her off with a kick to her ear. And he dragged the huge carcass down into his ditch, and he cut out its heart, and he freebased that bitch. Well done, well done, well done. Because that's what Jack did. He freebased panda hearts. Yep. He was a bad man. Yeah, still is as far as I know. Haven't kept in touch. So uh, those, those are the, the secret lyric sheets to the uh, Will Never Be Recorded Giant Baby album, uh, All About Bears, which I believe we were going to call Meanwhile in Belarus. I'm filled with shame. I don't even know what shame is anymore. I just, I feel like maybe I'll, I'll, I'll never know joy again. When I hear those lyrics, I just feel like this overwhelming despair. Yeah, but we wrote those three years ago, so that's three years and counting of overwhelming despair. I really only feel it when I'm directly listening to them. So. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. um, so uh, that's what we have to say about bears, bear attacks. Um, Panda hunting. Bear poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Really, all things bear. Yeah, that's the bear show. The Chicago Bears, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, uh, email us that topic at topicsatthebeak.org. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak and breakfastwiththebeak.tumblr.com. You can also tweet us at, at the beak and tweet me specifically at, at Doc Heisenberg. That's Doc with a K. Yeah. Uh, and find us on Google+, Plus if you give a shit about Google+, Plus, which I doubt. Yeah, but somebody must. Yeah. Yeah, Google probably does. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you're a Google employee and you have to be on it, you know, I mean, cool. Whatever. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's the bear show. So submit your topics because uh, chances are we won't have a three-year-old archive of poetry about that, whatever it is. <laughs> that's probably very true. Yeah, so don't worry. We we probably don't have old poems about everything. Yeah, and, and special thanks to uh, Captain Fun and, and Charlie Slick yeah, for, for their contributions to our dramatic reading. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! That's like. Oh my god, it's worse than an empty chair. Have a good breakfast, everybody! Oh my god, just, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? This is what I'm talking about, man. We're all just more aware, we're getting glimpsed into everyone's heads. The cosmos itself is one giant bear. <laughs> This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.